How should a Christian act in response to racial injustice which occurs outside the church? Jesus actually gave us a living illustration to answer this question, so come and see. Unlike this happy tune, you might become angry from what you're about to hear. So, if you are not a follower of Jesus, please turn this off, or it might cause you to throw your boiling hot coffee, and that is not nice. This is for Christians only. However, if you are feeling a burning sensation on your face, it is either the searing hot coffee that is tearing through your flesh, which a pagan has thrown in a rage, or you have a sunburn. Cherio. We are living in crazy times. There are many voices shouting, so much passion and hate mixed with lies and confusion. But as a Christian, you should ask, how should I react to all of this? Brothers and sisters in Christ, let's cut through the lies, outrage culture, tainted rhetoric, emotions, and even propaganda in order to get to the heart of the issue. All the issues surrounding us today boil down into one supreme issue, which is how should I, as a Christian, react to racial injustice which occurs outside the church? This is important because the context of this conversation is how to respond to those who are outside the realm of the church, such as the government and social groups. If this was occurring inside your local church, then this would be a church discipline issue. But we're dealing with those who are outside of the church, i.e. pagans. You must start by putting on the mind of Christ. We need to do this daily. We need to do this every waking moment. As a Christian, you have died to who you were. Be it an old man from the shores of Ireland to a young woman on the beaches of Kenya. When you came into the family of God, you were born again with a new identity, a new purpose, a new spirit. Yes, all things, speaking of you, were made new. God became your father, and the church became your family. Your identity is no longer found in your skin color, your address, your pocketbook, or the nation you live in. No, your identity is found in Jesus Christ. He defines who you are. All of your cultural bigotries, stereotypes, rivalries, and even history of hatred for others unlike you have been crucified at the cross of Calvary. Your eyes have cast off the lenses of resistance and revenge and have put on the eyes of God's grace and forgiveness. The old man who was filled with rage and self-interest focused on the outward appearance of men, but the new man, gentle, kind, long-suffering, focuses on the spirit of a man. Let me ask you a lame question. Tell me, what is the color of a person's spirit? What is the hue of a man's soul? You probably correctly responded that that is a dumb question, for a soul has no skin tone, for it is spirit. Indeed. Only a foolish man would judge another by the hue of his skin. That is a trait of the old man, the pagan man, the man who needs to be crucified. So, 
Do you judge people based on their skin tone or position of authority? You know, in all honesty, that would be madness and embracing the old man. I want you to think about Jesus, the one who we are commanded to imitate. How many racial injustices did he face? Jesus lived in an era of inequality and evil. Jesus himself referenced how Pilate, a powerful Roman official, had killed Jewish men from Galilee, Jesus' own region, as they were making sacrifices. Did he call Pilate a racist and cry for protest and scream to defund Rome? No, (laughs) that would be silly. But why? After all, Jesus had every right to protest. He was and is the eternal son of God. But you know what? He laid down his rights for something bigger. You see, this pagan world was not his home. His focus was on the eternal kingdom of God, not a passing pagan kingdom. Is your focus today on this passing pagan kingdom? There is another reason why Jesus did not protest against the corrupt, racist, and immoral Roman authorities. He knew the truth that would later be penned in Scripture, which says, For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. The Son refused to resist against the authorities that the Father had permitted. So should you resist against the authorities which your Father has permitted. Is not your identity found in Christ? Why would you want to cast off Christ and cling to your old identity? Let's get back to Pilate real quick. Ironically, this is the same Pilate who would give Jesus the death sentence. Jesus himself told his apostles and women who followed him that he would be killed, and he knew that Pilate would be the one who would condemn him to his death. Yet, When this terrible crime of injustice was committed, he submitted to the Father, loved his enemies, and cried out on the cross, Father, forgive them. Jesus did not resist. No, he turned the other cheek and offered salvation to a bigot like Pilate. Jesus respected the Father and the authorities his Father had permitted. How about you? Do you submit like Jesus and focus on God's kingdom? Or do you rebel against the pilots in your life and put your kingdom before the Father's? I want you to think about this. When Jesus appeared before the murderous Pilate, Jesus told him, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. The greatest injustice ever done was the execution of Jesus. Yet knowing his future fate, he stated, You have heard it said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. 
Blessed are you if you are acting like sons of your Father in heaven. So Christian, are you loving? Are you doing good and praying for all the pagans who are abusing you? Let's sum this up. You have a choice this year. As a Christian, as part of the church, you can use your limited time and resources and focus on earthly pagan kingdoms. Many do. You can protest. You have that right as a citizen. You can draw attention to the color of a man's skin and demand that pagans shape up and act like Christians. You can chant and demand that justice be served as quickly as a cup of coffee. But do you really think for one moment that those who seem to escape justice in this life will escape Jesus' just judgment in the life to come? Also, a warning. Be careful. Make sure you do not encourage others to rebel against the very government which God has permitted. And woe to you if you pervert and weaponize the Bible to fit your political or social structure. If, and I want you to listen to this carefully, if you are a person whose focus is on earthly kingdoms, if that is you, you will notice the skin color of everyone you meet. You'll become a fake pander. You'll be blown about by every cause, every feeling, every movement. And when this earthly kingdom dies and passes away, which it will one day, then all your effort and work will die with it. For that is the way of the kingdoms of this world. But there's another option. A better way to react to racial injustice. You can focus on the eternal kingdom of God. If so, you will fall on your knees before God and mourn over your own sin and the sin of your people. You will beg God through lament, fasting, and weeping for forgiveness. You won't wait for tragedy to strike and be reactive. No, you will take the gospel to the streets. You will plant the seeds of the gospel and let God bring in the harvest. Instead of skins, you see souls. Instead of pandering, you preach. Instead of standing and shouting with megaphones, you will kneel alone in prayer. Instead of demanding equal rights, you will turn the other cheek. Instead of marching for countless hours under the sun, you'll submit to the sun and invest hours in cultivating the lives of your church family. You seek the kingdom of God, and when you die, your eternal rewards will be waiting for you. Now, you might have heard everything I said and are angry after hearing me. I pity you. For your kingdom is the kingdom of this world. You will probably keep regurgitating the stale old arguments that justify disunity and focus on the old man. When was the last time you blessed those who cursed you and you turned the other cheek when you were abused? When was the last time you meditated on the scripture which says, pray for kings and everyone who is in authority so that we can live a quiet and peaceful life in complete godliness and dignity that is right and it pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Trust me, if the government has failed you, understand that God will rightly judge them. 
For Paul himself said that Christians have no right to judge those outside of the church. No, those outside will be judged by God, for he will let no unrighteous act go unpunished. Now for those who stand on the truth, turn these thoughts into action for the sake of our God and his kingdom. See souls, not skin color. Seek not earthly kingdoms which fall, but the eternal kingdom whose architect and builder is God. The church of Christ is not the government. So let the government do their God-given task of dealing out justice. And if they fail, be patient, for God's justice will come. As you focus on the kingdom, God will bless you with color blindness and you will see only souls not skin color or outer appearances. As you wait for justice, have the mind of Jesus and say, Father, forgive them. That is theology and having the mind of Christ for everyday life.